You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and it is time for a Christmas podcast episode. We are here in the middle between the Christmas holiday and the new year, and a lot of things happen during this time. And maybe for you, it is the season where everything just sort of hits pause and everything project-wise and goals and new years and aspirations and dreams sort of get put on the back burner while you soak up the memories, your family, the quality time together. Maybe you're visiting friends and sleeping in and enjoying the last few Christmas cookies before you open up the trash can and dump it all in because you're going to start fresh on January 1st with your New Year's resolutions. And for most of the world, that does include cleaning up your health and fitness. It also includes really taking a look at your life and kind of putting it all out there on the table and saying, what do I really want going into the new year? How do I want my life to be different? And, you know, who do I want to be? And, you know, what are the parts of my life that I just feel like I'm running the constant rat race and it's monotony and I just don't feel like I'm getting ahead. And if you and I are anything alike, I do this. I do this every single year between Christmas and the new year. I really challenge myself to dial it back and be very intentional. Now, one of the things about me, and I love my podcast because this is really where I get to give you the inside scoop. I'm not so worried about what other industry experts and leaders are doing. I really want this podcast to be a place where you get to understand me and why I think the way that I do and how I've built the business that I've been able to build. And just based on my method of logic, and I'll never say that my way is the only way or it's the most perfect way. But it is the way that I've thrived for 12 years. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what is my, what is that, that week between Christmas and New Year's? What do I do? What are the essentials? What are the most important things? We're going to have a candid, open conversation about that today. And I hope that you are in a place where you can take some notes because I am going to share with you a lot of just really good content that's going to help you with your planning. So You know, one of the things for me that is incredibly important is that I love to, I love to take a good vacation. I love to take time off, but I also like to be really planned and prepared. So going into this week, we're getting ready to leave for a a vacation. We're going to go soak up some warm sunshine in the beaches of Florida, spend some time with some great friends. I'm really looking forward to it. And in preparation for this vacation, I've really been thinking about, you know, what do I want to accomplish? 
accomplish when I come back because when I accomplish what I when I come back it is January 2nd and it'll be time to hit the ground running in the new year and so I've already started to lay out you know the way I want to reflect the way I want to refine my business and how I want to show up as my best self not on the 15th of January, not on the 31st of January, but on January 1st. One of my absolute favorite books, and I'll link it here in the show notes, I'll put the Amazon link for you, is I love to read the book, The 12-Week Year. It is by Brian P. Morgan and Michael Lennington. I love this book and it is well-loved. I'm holding it in my hands right now. I've got tabs and dog-eared pages and tons and tons of sticky notes that are popping out on the sides of this book. And I've probably been reading it for at least seven or eight years now. I love to read this book. It's a constant reminder of the importance of setting goals. So many of us, especially in the last three to four years, we've gotten away from dreaming. We've gotten away from doing our vision board. We've gotten away from just taking a step back and saying, what do I want in life? If I could wave a magic wand and time and money were of absolutely no concern, what would I want to accomplish? I remember the first time that somebody asked me that question, I sat back and I thought, I don't know what I want to accomplish. I have spent my whole childhood and my early years of being married dreaming of being a stay-at-home mom, a Pinterest mom, that is, you know, one that has the designer stroller and the fashionable clothes and the kids are dressed in the matching outfits and we go to lunch with girlfriends and have fun playdates at the park. And my reality was absolutely nothing like the vision that I had dreamed up in my mind. In fact, I was not pushing a designer stroller or wearing designer clothes. I was wearing maternity clothes that I was, you know, I was five months postpartum. We had maybe an extra $75 left in the bank account after we paid all of our essential bills throughout the month. And heaven forbid somebody got sick or something broke in the house, there went the extra spending money that we maybe put aside for a date night or a random trip to Target. And so I felt suffocated by our financial strain. I also had no freedom in my life. We were chained to the four walls of our house because we didn't have the money to go do extra things. And I missed work, which really was conflicting in my mind because all of my life I thought I want to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I was built to do. That is what I envisioned for my future. And then once I was living in that dream, it didn't feel so much like the dream life that I wanted to have. So there was some guilt that was attached to it. So I pursued network marketing. I said yes to a health and fitness company 12 years ago and saw the possibility of financial flexibility, time freedom, paid vacations because of incentive trips that you could earn through the company, recognition, standing on stage, earning all kinds of great bonuses. And I just saw this as a way to contribute to my family and be home with my boys. I went all in, 100% all in in the business. And my very first vision board 
call that I was a part of, I remember my upline mentor saying, if you could have anything you want in life, what would you want? And I sat there staring at a blank sheet of paper, not knowing what it was that I actually wanted because for so long, I had just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and now I was there and now I didn't want that. And so I just really didn't know how to dream. And maybe for you, that's where you are at right now. And so I did, and and I don't want you to make the same mistake, but I sat down and I started to go, okay, my upline wants to go on a cruise. So I want to go on a cruise and everybody wants to have a six pack around me. So I'm going to cut out a picture. I'm going to rip out a picture of a magazine of a, you know, girl with great abs and put that on my vision board. And I did put things that mattered to me significantly, like paying off our student loan debt. So I put a book, a stack of books on my vision board and buying a house because we were living in a townhouse at that time and we were pretty much, you know, busting at the seams. And I wanted a backyard for the dog and a swing set for the boys to play on. And so I started to put these dreams and these visions on my vision board. And I'll never forget my husband, Matt, at the kitchen table, or we I was at the kitchen table. He was cooking dinner on the stove. My two mentors were sitting next to me. And I was talking about how I wanted to change 100 people's lives in the next 12 months with the company's products. I was going to pay off my student loan debt. We were going to buy a single family home. And he just started laughing at me. He really was like, that doesn't exist. You, that's not possible. You can't be successful at these kinds of businesses. Network marketing doesn't work. It's a scam. It's a ripoff. It's a pyramid scheme. And I sat there thinking, I will prove you wrong. And so I hung that vision board in the basement where I would do my workouts at. We had a a storage room that we turned into a workout space and a little makeshift office for me. And my vision board was there. I could look at it when I worked out every morning. It's where I did my work. So I could look at it then too. And it was a reminder of what I was wanting to work towards. And over the course of the next 18 months, not only did I accomplish things on the vision board, I went on to wildly surpass my dreams to, yes, paying off $30,000 of student loan debt to being able to retire my husband, not really retire, but he came home from work so we could work the business together. And I earned every trip that the company put out there, every bonus, every incentive. I rose to the top of the company. I became the four-time top partner and built one of the largest and most successful organizations within the company. And I tell you all of this because I, at one point, sat there at a kitchen table thinking, I don't know if any of this is possible, but I'm going to have belief in myself. I'm going to have the work ethic to make it happen. I'm going to go after it. And so at the beginning, the first time you create a vision board, you have to be willing to just lay it all out there, to bet on yourself and to let yourself dream big. And I want you to understand that even when you let yourself dream big, you're not always going to get it right. One of the things I said when I first started talking about vision boards is I just looked at what my upline did and put the same kinds of things on my vision board. Listen, there were a lot of things that on that vision board I didn't really care about, but they just sounded good because my upline, you know, had talked about them. So you might put a fancy car on your vision board, but you maybe aren't a car person. You might put fancy shoes or clothes on there, but you might not be a shoe or clothes person. You might be more of a cabin in the woods or a little, you know, beach house. And so I want to encourage you 
to not worry about getting it perfect. Did I accomplish all of my vision board, you know, goals in the year that I put them on my vision board? Did was there things on there that didn't really have significance to me at the end of the year? Just know that that's okay to do and it's okay if, you know, your vision board evolves and changes. What's not okay is for you to start saying I don't really want those things because it's hard to accomplish them. Or to look at your vision board and tell yourself that you're a failure, even when you're working really, really hard, but you just haven't accomplished the goal yet. So what is not okay is for you to beat yourself up over it. It's This is a fluid project. And I really want you to take some time over the next week to create a vision board, whether you make it in Canva, you make it on a Google, you know, a Google PowerPoint presentation, or you get out magazines and you print out pictures and you put it in a pretty frame and you hang it on your wall in your office. I want you to create that vision of where you want to go in the next 12 months. That is essential. You have to have that vision for your life and your business in order for you to get excited about the day. You know, I find that when I have a vision for my life, I want to jump out of bed. I want to put my feet on the floor. And even when I feel like I'm met with obstacle after obstacle, I still want to show up because there's this excitement around the possibility of who I'm going to become in the process of achieving the goals that I want for my life. So step number one this week is you got to sit with your thoughts and really ask yourself if the sky was the limit, if money and time were not an issue, what do I want to accomplish? And for many of you, you are working a job that you don't love, that's making you feel drained and unfulfilled or underappreciated, and you want to start something new. And if this is the year to do it, I want you to put it on there, all right? If this is the year you take the vacation, you earn the trip, you get the bonus, you know, you pay for the private school, let this be the year that you make that happen. So let's get it on the vision board. That's step number one. Step number two, and I think I want to share this with you because this is really important. There is when it comes to when it comes to accomplishing what you want in your life, it's not about it's not about knowing what to do. It's actually more about consistently showing up and executing what you need to do. And as I was reading the 12 week year, the author used a great example, and I'm going to share it with you. And he said, you know, most of us, we know how to get back in shape. Am I right? All of us know, okay, if I want to lose five to 10 pounds, I need to cut out the sugar. I need to eat more protein, vegetables, drink my water, stay away from processed, sugary, fatty foods, maybe cut back on my alcohol. Like you actually know what to do. It's more of a, I don't want to do it, or I don't have the willpower or the discipline. It's actually an execution problem because there are so many books and resources that you can plug into to teach you what to do. It's just really a matter of doing it. So the next step for all of us is that we have to sit down and we have to say, all right, if I want to make, you know, $100,000 this year, what are the things that I'm going to need to do? And my challenge to you is not to sit there and say, oh, I have all of 2024 to hit my income goal. I really want you to start to say like, okay, I need to be smart. I want to, if I want to hit my income goal, where's my money coming from? 
sit down and say, I want to earn X amount of money from commissions. I want to start increasing my cycle bonuses. I want to start looking at quarterly bonuses that I can earn from the company, rewards trips, incentive trips. I want you to actually sit down and say, okay, on a monthly basis, I want to see my checks going up in order for me to achieve that goal. So right now, if you were to sit down and you were to say $100,000, right, divided by the number of months in the year, 12 months in the year, that tells you how much you would have to earn on a monthly basis. Now, we all know that if you want to increase your income, January might not be the month where you blow it out of the water, especially if you don't have a product launch or an incentive or if in your industry, January tends to be slower. But look over the course of the next 12 months and say, what will be my busy months? I know in the wellness industry, December and January are always big months. I know that May, you know, April, May, June, big months in the fitness industry. I know that it gets a little quieter in the end of August, September, you know, October's not too bad. So you might change around the way your earnings based off of the months. You anticipate launches. You maybe double your income during a launch month or Maybe you scaffold or ramp up your business saying at the beginning of the year, it's going to be a little slower, but by the time I get to the end of the year, I should be earning quarterly bonuses. I should be having a bigger matching bonus. So you can really anticipate those things. Get out a spreadsheet. I'm not a numbers person by any means whatsoever, but I will sit down and I will look at my projections and I will say, all right, based off of what I did in 2023, this is what I believe I can do in 2024. And I increase it maybe by five or 10%. Now, obviously it can go faster if you're, you know, if that, if you do start to gain that momentum, but pace yourself out, know what's coming, what you can leverage and set some goals for yourself, right? So that's important. It's really important to do that. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to sit down and look at your ideal week. If you're looking at your week and right now you're saying, I do not love the life or the business that I currently am living, how do you want to change it? I sit down and this week between Christmas and New Year's every single year, and I really look at ideal week. If I don't love that I am staying up too late, I start to adjust my week and say, all right, by eight o'clock, my phone is going to be off and I'm in shutdown mode. If I know that I want to wake up earlier, that also means I need to go to bed earlier. By 9.30, I'm in bed so that it's not hard to get up at 5 a.m. when the alarm goes off. I also look at things like my creative and peak times. I'll go into my calendar and say, I want to start working towards my ideal calendar, meaning my mornings are really my time to be able to you know, work on projects. They are my time to do recordings. They're my time to do social media. They're my time to write emails. I'm not going to accept any calls or meetings until after lunch. My afternoon times are going to be when meetings are actually scheduled. So I want you to sit here and imagine your ideal week and what does that look like? So I do that between Christmas and New Year's, I'm moving things around. I'm changing the time I do team calls. I'm If you're somebody that's like, I want to take a Sabbath, in 2024. I want to have one day where I am off of social media. I am not working at all. What day is that? How do you need to prepare for that, both on the front end and on the back end? So if you want to take Sundays off completely, what does Friday need to look like or Monday need to look like in order for you 
to actually make that happen. So for all of us, I want us to start to just reimagine. So often we get into this cadence of it has to be this way. And when we think that, we start to feel like we're shoved in a box and we don't have the flexibility and freedom. Just because somebody else in your industry builds the business a certain way doesn't mean that that's the only way to achieve the goal. I'm currently reading a book. It's called Sacred Pace. It's really good by Terry Looper. So if you've ever been in a season of extreme burnout or really just feeling like I have overdone it and I just am, I'm running on fumes, this is a great book. He talks about his four four steps to actually aligning yourself with his will and his plan and really being quiet and only working 40 hours a week. And actually he talks about not setting goals and I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I will tell you it's a challenge. Like I am challenging myself in 2024 to think differently. I am challenging myself to slow down, to speed up I am challenging myself to rewire my thinking about slow being lazy and about slow meaning not reaching your goals. And I am challenging myself to actually double my revenue, but do it at a more sacred pace, at a slower pace. And so because I'm feeling myself just out of alignment. And so for me, this whole week is about what does that look like? So when we say, this is what I want for my life, the next step is to actually start to go, but how do I make that happen? What does it look like? How do I need to rearrange my days? How do I need to rearrange my hours? What does it actually look like to have a more sacred pace and also to double your revenue? So I just want to encourage you to take this time to really think about the plan. We always put out there the vision and the goals, and this is what I want to accomplish. But the next thing is, how am I going to accomplish it? It's the how. So I want to just say, sit down with a blank calendar and really start to plan that part of it out. What do you want to change? Maybe your workouts aren't working for you at the time that you're doing them or you're skipping meals and you're noticing that you're not, don't have enough energy throughout the day. So what are the things that you can switch up and change that allow you to run at a pace that feels restorative? The next thing I do is I actually look at the annual calendar this time of year. And so often we say we want to plan this trip and we want to go on this vacation, but we don't do it because we don't put it in the calendar. So what I want for you to do is actually start to say, if you want to take a ski trip, put it in the calendar now. I have this I have this Google spreadsheet that actually I can plan out. I can look at the whole year at one time and I can go in, I plug in the kids' days off of school. I plug in their first and last days of school. I plug in just any work trips that I already know are going to be planned. And then from there, what I do is I then plug in like, this is when we're going to take our family vacation. And this is when I want to go skiing. And this is when I want to do a girl's trip. And so I start to look at that And that allows me to feel like, wow, I actually have the time to do the things that I want to do. So sit down with your family. What's on their vision board for this year? What are the things they want to do? What are the fun trips and fun things that as a family, you would love to be able to mark off the time for? This is a good time to make it happen. We all have the best of intentions going into a new year, but it's really about opening up the planner and putting in the time to make it happen is the difference maker. And the final thing, like really what puts you over the edge and truly makes this all come together 
is when you actually sit down and you say, all right, I need to anticipate the obstacles. What are the things that could get in the way of my vision, my dreams becoming the reality? So it's going to, I want you to take into consideration things like your energy level or times of the month or when you get a lot of objections or when you get sick or when the kids get sick or, and I want you to just really begin to say like, what could stand in my way? What are the things that could stand in my way of making my vision not become my reality? And I, being a high performer, being somebody that achieves at next level greatness, it all comes down to your ability to manage your emotions, to manage distractions, and to manage yourself. So what I want for you all to do today is to really say, you know, what is it that I'm going to need to anticipate? so that I can make sure that I'm performing at the level that I want to perform throughout the year. And for me, that means that I am setting up my life in a slightly different way. I personally have some big dreams for my life this year, and I want to show up and serve at the next level. I want to lead leaders at an elevated level, but I also know that if I want to provide an excellent quality of service, I can't say yes to everything. I have chosen to get really good at saying no. I'm also encouraging myself this year to get quiet, to really say, is this the best use of my time? Is this something I want to say yes to because I feel obligated to or because I feel like it's aligned? So here we are in this gap. We're in this gap. I, I want you to sleep in more. I want you to spend more time with your family, spend more time with your journal, spend more time reading books, spend more time with your thoughts and being quiet and just saying, if I could truly have anything I want in life, what would it be? And I want this to be the year that you don't just talk about it, but that you actually do it. You make the dreams the reality. So friends, I want to just leave you with a couple of quick things. If you're feeling super depleted right now as you're finishing out the year, you have to pay attention to that. You can't go into January already needing a break. I need you to be on your A game. I need you to be ready. I need you to be excited about where you're going and what is on the horizon. The way that we do that is by being quiet this week. Schedule some downtime, schedule some peaceful walks and just some moments where you can seek out that clarity. Don't ask a million people what their thoughts and opinions are, but really seek his truth and what he wants you to do and search for that peaceful decision-making process. About six weeks ago, my business partner and I decided to make a really big investment and we knew we needed to make an investment and it was large, the largest investment we've ever made in our business. We had the most peace about it because we had really gotten quiet and intentional and really said like, okay, not impulsive decision-making, but thoughtful decision-making. What is that? What is that for our business? And when you start to have this thoughtful pause, intentionality, you just show up in a different way than you ever thought possible. So 
as you are doing that this week, my hope and my wish for you is that if you haven't done so already, you'll download the end of year reflection. You'll sit with your thoughts. You'll make your vision board. You'll dream really big. And then you're going to create an action plan so that as you go into the very first week of January, you are feeling empowered. You are empowered. And even if you don't have a team yet, you are ready to, you are equipped to lead that team as they find you, connect with you, as you connect with people. There's this air and confidence about yourself that there never was before. All right, you guys, I really hope that you loved today's podcast episode and you found a little bit of joy and peace in this crazy, busy season. And I hope you know that no matter what is going on in your life, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and that your best business is still out there waiting for you. There's so much good and so much opportunity and so much possibility. You haven't missed the boat. You're not too late. You're never too old to get started at making your dreams the reality. All right. It's been an honor and pleasure to serve you in 2023, and I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you keep coming back in the new year. And as always, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro if you checked out this episode and it resonated with you. I would love to hear from you. Tell me what your biggest takeaway is, and I will see you back here for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast in the new year. All right. Bye, friends. Have a great day.